Hey all, Athean7 here, and you are listening to And the Winner Is Podcast. Presented by Athean, the On the Athlete League. This show, I highlight the NFL's top 14 teams as of week five, according to me. Remember, I'm not after who is the best right now. The ranking takes all factors as of this point to determine who I believe will make the playoffs and ultimately win it all. As always, if you plan to use any of this information for any purpose, do so at your own risk. I felt like this week's theme was all about exposing truths, which means things started to get clear as to who each team really is. So let's take a look at the rankings. Number 14, the Giants, NFC fifth seed with predicted five losses. Did anyone see this coming? The Giants? I mean, I know I I didn't either. This is, though, why coaching and culture matters. They got the right coach, and you can tell. The Giants beat the Packers despite missing their top four receivers because of this reason. Plus, a smart game plan going into the season up to this point on focusing on getting the ball to the best player and that being, in the case of the Giants, Barkley. Most don't like Jones, but the one thing that I will say is that he is a true dual threat. And for anybody who goes up against a dual threat quarterback, it does make it a little bit more challenging to defend against them, as the Packers found out which makes the Giants a stronger team solely because of those two players uh, being Jones and and Barkley. So as long as those two players particularly can avoid injuries, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think that the Giants should comfortably cruise to the playoffs with only roughly about then five losses. I, I, I do, I do, however, think that one of those losses will uh, be in next week's game against the Ravens. Onward to number 13, the Colts. AFC four seed, seven losses plus that tie. This game, this previous game, was, was proof that, you know, going after Wilson, as I said, was a mistake. No need to say he has washed up since, I mean, to me, I felt like the signs, at least that I've seen, were already right on the wall. That he's just, he's not the same player he once used to be. This is also an example of how important confidence is in athletics. Wilson clearly has lost confidence in himself. You can tell he is tentative and the coaching, both previously with Seattle and now Broncos, rightfully are also tentative. They don't really know exactly what to do because they don't really know exactly what Wilson is willing to do. 
you know, switching switching now back to the Colts. Um, are they a, a playoff team right now? No, but they are the one team I have the most confidence in their division. Uh, it's going to be a tight race, uh, but I also mentioned, you know, that that they have that tie, which I think will be a huge asset. Uh, this team, it, it most definitely has the highest ceiling of the other teams in in their division. Uh, and, and I think that they will continuously get better. And winning this type of game, you know, those are the signs that are needed. You've got to get through those kind of tough games if you want to actually make the playoffs. Next week's game against the Jags will be absolutely critical. Uh, if, if they want to make the playoffs, then they will need to, to pull off that win, which I do anticipate will happen, even though they're banged up. But I do, I do predict them to, to win. Number 12, Packers. And just talked about, you know, the embarrassing loss at breakfast last week. But still, I do, uh, I do expect them to make, you know, to have the sixth seed in the NFC with around five, maybe six losses. This is, you know, I mean, the case with them, you know, this is, this is why having an owner matters. Because having, you know, most are not you know, willing or, or has the, have the balls to say this. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that order is something that actually, you know, matters in most things. And in the game of sports and the NFL, particularly given as a team sport, you know, having that leader matters. Having that culture matters. Murphy and the rest of the front office remain stubborn to the old ways that were implemented and uh, run by Thompson. The problem is, is that they are not Thompson. And the game, furthermore, has dramatically changed. You know, great teams, they adapt. You know, great anything, you know, companies, everything, you know, needs to adapt with, you know, momentum of of the swing of change. Uh, The fact that this team, you know, has... I mean, let, let's just, you know, run through the facts. You know, this this team has actually been mediocre for most of the past 35 years. They just simply have had a great quarterback to mask that reality or truth. This season, however, is showing why even a great quarterback can't turn the tide if they simply don't have the talent to compete in this game. I'm not saying that the receivers are scrubs, but what I am saying is is that you know, in this league, great teams always have at least a number 1 go-to talented receiver, one that can always consistently get open when it matters. You know, some teams are even blessed with two or even more uh, of those those options. It, the talent matters in this game. And the fact is that Green Bay has refused to give you know, their QB, whether it was Favre or now with Rodgers, support or simply to at least take advantage of having two Hall of Fame, two Hall of Famers back to back. And it's as a result, the reason why that they only have two Super Bowls in this last you know, 34, 35 year period. 
Now, it's not all doom and gloom. Like I mentioned, I still expect them to make the play the, the playoffs. And and for those, you know, by the way, in this specific game, who, who those who want to blame the loss on on them going away from the run game, they need to be reminded of the fact that, you know, the Packers know that their run game is their strength. You know, those two players are their best two players. But they also know that it is critical, one, that they cannot burn those players out. You know, injuries are no joke, right? They have to choose wisely as to how much that they want to use them. Plus, you know, it is in their best interest. They have to start, you know, learning what they have with the other resources and learn how to win in other ways because in this game too, you can't just have one way. I don't care how good you are at one particular, you know, way, you need to be able to adapt. You know, that's always been like the the strength of like Reed and Mahomes is, is their ability to adapt on the fly uh, when it matters, right? You know, so with that said, I expect, you know, the Packers to get back on track against the Jets next week because, you know, historically they have always been very good um, after losses and I expect that to be no different. Onward, number 11, them Cowboys. NFC, seven seeds, six losses. I'll let others talk about this team. But all I have to say is that, you know, next week, Prescott should be playing. And I expect them to lose, which is just going to open up the conversation already on whether or not the QB should be Rush or Prescott. Initially, last week, I, I spoke glowingly about how, you know, Cooper was probably the smarter choice. But then thinking about it more and then looking back at, you know, their, their previous seasons, I'm starting to, I, I now want to switch to saying that I actually believe that either quarterback can work. But this is so long as if it is in fact Prescott, Prescott, you know, doesn't, he can't pretend to be a superstar because he's not, right? Either, either of them just needs to for all intents and purposes, just not screw up. They need to be game managers. Allow the run game and their defense to be their priority. And, you know, it's it's a it's a formula that has been successful for them in the past. Even even the first year then uh with with Prescott, that's ultimately how it was. Uh so they need to maintain that type of uh, style and approach if they want to continuously you know, go through the season uh, and get to, you know, to the playoffs, which I do expect because much like, um, you know, each of the teams in that NFC East division, there's, the schedules are just are, are a lot more fortunate. They're, they're weaker overall, so they need to take advantage of this opportunity. Number 10, Cardinals. NFC four seed, eight losses. This may shock people, but to me, it is very obvious. They're the only, they're, they will probably only be the only, 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 right? How many times can I say only? <laughs> the NFC West team uh, division will only have one team making the playoffs. And we'll get to the reason why that is. And it will be a tight race and it will probably be the most intense of all the, you know, uh, uh, conversations and uh, challengers within this, uh, 
you know, within the NFL this this season. I believe that in the end, it will be the Cardinals who will survive in the NFC West. And the reason is because Hopkins coming back in a couple of weeks, I fundamentally believe will be the difference. In fact, in many ways, you could argue that they will basically just be flipping the script from last season. Last season, they started off very strong and then they faded. This year is going to be the opposite, mostly because of the fact of the suspension with Hopkins. But I believe ultimately that their offense with Hopkins, they're already, you know, a solid offensive team. But with Hopkins, they're going to be very dynamic and it's going to open up a lot more uh, variety and ways that they can they can attack. And I think it's going to be simply too much for either the Rams or the 49ers to compete with. You know, they they may have, you know, well, not they will. They do have the weakest defense among the three. But, you know, in this game, today, this day and era, the offense ultimately wins in the regular season. Playoffs can be a very different story, but in the regular season, more often than not, you know, the, the great offenses tend to tend to do better. You know, both in, in next week's game, interestingly enough, you know, two teams, you know, Seahawks also can score a lot. So I do expect a lot of points in that in that game but even without Hopkins I still expect the Cardinals to win next week uh and they're going to need it because even though I I say that you know I, I do expect them to 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 be the NFC West representative it's not they do not have a lot of leeway so they need to take advantage of every game that they should be winning if they're going to have any shot number 9 Bengals, AFC 7 seed, 7 losses. It was a very tough loss for the Bengals, but it was also a very close game that very much could have gone either way. You know, it's always a few breaks or a few decisions, a few uh, plays that ultimately make or break a lot of these closer games. Uh, But I still feel like, you know, even though, you know, you can look at them in, in a couple of different ways. For me, even though I still consistently have them sneaking into the playoffs, something still doesn't feel right about them. And I do feel like they, they are way too predictable, if you ask me, um, when observing them. Uh, it seems too safe, and it seems too similar to you know, the, the way that they were operating last season, and most teams, especially defenses, have caught on to that. But, you know, they... They're, they do have still a lighter schedule, and I think that they'll take advantage of it, but they they need to make sure they take advantage of it and before they're by. Because when I say easy, I really actually just mean up until they're 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 by. So the next you know uh, few weeks, they need to they need to make sure they win those games because then the schedule gets a lot tougher uh, once they come back from the bye. So uh, they need to take advantage of that. Number eight, Dolphins, AFC, fifth seed, six losses. The box score says one thing, but we all know this team is among the best when they have either Tua or, or Bridgewater. I expect them to lose a third game in a row, but you can bet on them turning it back around and be becoming a very strong dark horse, especially in that fifth to seventh seed range in the playoffs. So don't, you know, 
don't panic too much. Uh, I do I do think that they're gonna they're, they're gonna turn things around eventually, but they still will lose their the the, the the game next week. Number seven, the Vikings. NFC second seed, five losses. The purple people eaters will continue to take advantage of the opportunities gifted to them, as you know, just indicated about the Dolphins. I still I still don't, you know. I, 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 I still don't see this team losing more than like five games. I still expect them to, you know, beat out the back the Packers in the NFC North, and they most likely will get that second seed. We, we we're gonna keep saying it. They're not flashy. They don't really do anything that makes you really excited. But you know, a win is a win, and also good fortune. You know, there's always at least a team or two that always makes the playoffs, mostly because of just good timing and fortune. And this team is going to take advantage of that. I don't think, I don't see it any other way. Uh, Number six, Ravens. AFC second seed, five losses. Please, for the love of all it's holy, give Tucker the MVP. I get it. The MVP we talk about all the time, ultimately is QBR. Not not that QBR, but QBR as in quarterback with the best record. Because that's ultimately what it always seems to go down to. But I would challenge anybody, you know, whether there is any player that has ever had more impact on their team than Tucker has since he's been in the league. I mean, remember what I said about, you know, how talent you know, matters. And this team has a lot of holes and they're very inconsistent. But the thing is, as what can be said about Tucker, this team strategically has a lot of top tier talent in in distinctly uh, or in particularly key areas. Uh, And sometimes at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? I mean, in many ways, you could argue that last year's Rams very much fit that kind of bill. Uh, you know, that and a coach that is smart enough to not be stubborn. Harbaugh, Harbaugh learned his lesson from last week. You know, the greatest strength that this team has for all, for all the, the Jackson wow factor, the truth of the matter is, is that where they are at their best, is that Jackson is good, always good at being reliable, at getting you into field goal range. From there, just let Tucker do his do his thing. Because I can assure you that 9 out of 10 times, they're going to win. Because there's not many teams that can score at the pace that is needed to outduel even Tucker, just by Tucker on himself. He's pretty much automatic all the time regardless of whatever the heck you want to throw at him he's he's unreal uh, I, I i it's very difficult to comprehend exactly how effective you know a player like him can be at the type of position that he plays but mad respect number five chiefs afc succeed with six losses three times now they have been the weaker team in a game, and yet all three times, they have won. I mean, that's in sometimes what the NFL is all about. Uh, it's, not, it's not always being the better team. 
It's about finding ways to win. And I just, I, I earlier mentioned about the importance of being able to adapt. And that's the greatest strength of the Chiefs, Chiefs and why they are very much, I understand why people are so high on them and do expect them you know, to be most likely a bare minimum in an AFC Championship game because it's hard not to like this team. And in many ways, this team even more than the previous uh, teams. You know, with Hill, they were uh, splashy and they were uh, very fast-paced. And it made, it made it feel like they were always in every game. This team, it's a little bit more structured. But weirdly enough, at the same time, even more unstructured, meaning that they have even that much more depth and variety of different ways to uh, to hurt the opponents. And I think that, you know, Andy Reid has always been very good at adapting uh, within within a game. And the, having a, a maestro in Mahomes that can also do that is a, is a great, you know, pairing and why they're so deadly and they will remain... Uh, that way throughout. Um, again, there's their schedule is is still it's very difficult to deal with. So I still think that they'll you know end up accumulating losses. But this team, you know, is going to be tough to 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 compete against. Number four, Eagles, NFC, uh, number one seed with three losses. Another week, another win. Their streak should continue through next week so long as they once again win the turnover battle, as they have done all season. The interesting thing about this game is, is that them and Dallas have the two best turnover margin uh, um, uh, uh, margins, you know, the teams do so, so far this season. So, and it's not a really a surprise, is it, that, you know, the teams that have that great, great stat line of the turnover margin tend to do really well in the NFL, right? So that's what's going to be fascinating about this this game is it's really ultimately going to come down to that key stat line. Number three, Chargers. AFC th- uh, third seed, six losses. It is critical that the Chargers can win their next three games, which I do expect them to do. They just, they absolutely have to win those because their their schedule will really get, get they will get it will get tough after that point which hopefully by then Keenan Allen will be back to flex more pressure on opponents defenses so that way it puts less strain on their you know now at this point very wounded defense so they need to get you know that more diversification in their their offense which they get when Allen's on the field uh, that's the reason why I have them on on the, the as a third as my third uh, favorite team because when Allen's back and so long as you know they're with with every team and, and and the prediction is always based on you know a healthy team right when this team is healthy I have the most confidence in them uh, outside of we'll get to um, the number one team. The uh, the second uh, pick is still remains the Bucks NFC third seed with six losses. The Dirty Birds continue to make it difficult on their opponents, and it happened once more against here the Bucks. Again, it's not pretty. 
But among all the NFC teams, I still stand by Brady as as the team that I just I just trust the most in the playoffs. Again, it's not going to look pretty during the regular season, as it usually never is uh, with with Brady's you know all their teams. Back with with the uh, Patriots, no different. Uh, I do expect them to win yet another tight game against the Steelers next week. And from here, it's really just going to be what we almost need to just, you know, fast forward, you know, to get to the playoffs because that's what, you know, matters with this with this team. And finally, number one, as I alluded to with, with the Chargers, the team that I, I feel most confident with with the AFC and will have the number one seed with three losses are the Bills. You know, uh, this this uh, previous game pretty much was done after the first five minutes. So they showed exactly the reason why. And they also are the one team and the only team that truly has knockout capabilities. They do not, once they get a lead, they don't let teams hang around like every other team. They simply dominate their opponent once they get the lead. Uh, but moving f- moving onward to next week, because right, that's ultimately what everyone wants to talk about. It's the big, you know, revenge game: the Chiefs and the Bills. Obviously, it matters more to the Bills. But both of these two teams expect to face one another in the playoffs. So don't don't expect this game to be as intense as their previous ones. In fact. I anticipate it to be a lackluster game, quite frankly, with neither team wanting to give much, you know, they don't want to show their cards, right? They want, they're going to choose to, choose, uh, to, to, to take a very, you know, a plain Jane type of, of approach. Uh, plus, you know, this type of game in, in many ways is more designed, you know, to allow the two teams to understand more about their defense. You know, can their defenses hold up against a high-powered offense? But with all that said, you know, the Bills do want this game more. So I do expect them to win, but it will be an ugly game. All right, let's also talk a little bit about, you know, the teams that are just missing the cut. I don't, even though I don't have much faith at all in either the Cowboys or the Giants in the playoffs, but because of their weak schedules and because of the early uh, strong start, you know, pending injuries, I, I expect, you know, these, th- th- those two teams to be in, which means that two stronger teams in the 49ers and Rams will ultimately miss the cut. In the case with the Rams, OBJ just can't get, soon, you can't get on the team soon enough for it to really matter. In the case with the 49ers, I think that, you know, it's just that their, their schedule is too tough. I mean, look, if you, if, if you look at the Cowboys and Giants, odds are very good that it's looking like they're going to be around that five-loss mark, which I, I don't think realistically either the Rams or 49ers can keep up with. So because of that, I think that they'll be the representative of the two, you know, two of the stronger teams that just simply don't make it. That happens every single year. Uh, another team to talk a little bit more is, is the Raiders. You know, this is why coaching matters. I'm sorry, but McDonald McDaniels, you're you're not a head coach. 
This is now the second stint. It's just, it's, it's, I don't think it's your place. I think a great, you know, coordinator, but head coach, I, I'm not seeing it. I had very high hopes for this team, but when observing them, it just, it seems to come down to a lack of cohesion, which is ultimately falls on the, the coach's, the head coach's responsibility. Adams shoving the media rep uh, after the game pretty much sums up this team season. It's so much process, so much promise, but in the end, it's turned into frustration because of a lack of focus. They need to learn from these moments so that way they can better prepare for next season. The last team to mention is the Titans, who are most likely simply just in a battle against the Colts who I, I, I have a little bit more confidence because I, I at this moment because I believe that they have a higher ceiling. But it will be a tight, a tight race between them and the Jags, all three of them. But I expect the, the, the Jags, uh, sorry, the, the Colts to, to um, outduel them. And speaking of the Jags, they, they ultimately had the biggest drop off from this uh, from previous week. But, you know, ultimately what can I say? I mean, losing to the Texans will we'll, we'll do that, right? And uh, there, there you have it. My thoughts as of, you know, week five. Now on to week six, where things really start to get interesting. As the teams who only have one or two losses start to really press. And uh, when looking at that, only one matchup fits that bill with the Panthers one and four against the, the Rams two and three. But because the Rams are equally, you know, desperate, I mean, two and three is, is not much better. And they're at home, you know, the, the, the Rams, you know, they have high expectations still. Like they, I, I still expect them to win this game. So continuing on to look for, you know, a, a surprise pick, I, I guess I would look to, I don't have really high um, regards for it, but I do, I looked at to the Saints to beat the Bengals. Uh, so yeah, cheers. And remember, clear mind, strong body, good heart. We are Atheon.